Welcome to another Market Overdrive. And here we are yet again to elevate your real estate IQ. It is our passion to introduce you with Chicago's best transacting realtors and, of course, lenders. How are you? Speaking of lenders, Joel Schaub in the house. Here we are, Market Overdrive. It's 2019. And the idea here is that we're bringing you guests, something that you haven't seen week after week. So we're really excited that you guys are tuning in. So about other awesome uh, lenders, how are you, Miss Tammy? I am doing so well. Tammy Scarlett here. And Love your hair. La- thank you. I just got it all chopped off. Super short. Reciprocate. Reciprocate. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I you love look your hair so too. good, Carla. <laughs> love mama did my hair. I had to kind of show off. Mom, I love you. And she also did Georgette's hair. So it was a fun time at the salon. Gorgeous. Do you know my mom is a hairstylist? Well, what about my hair? I, I mean, can know. we just you get a little... over. Yes, I love it. <laughs> Lots of love for all the hair. Okay. Yeah, so that's where I got my awesomeness and being an entrepreneur. Really, I learned it from my mom's beauty shop. And that's where I learned how to be an entrepreneur and really, you know, create business for ourselves. So today we're going to have an amazing show. As always, uh, we align ourselves with the best in the industry, just so that you can learn about buying or selling real estate. And of course, we let you know what's happening in the city. You know, there's a lot of talk about this marijuana stuff. I don't even know what the big excitement is, but we have folks in the room who are going to tell you about this event that's going to be amazing. So for all of you there who are looking for that, is it called a gold rush or a green rush? I don't know what it's called, but for sure you want to know more about it. But as always, we are going to have one of Chicago's hottest and I mean hottest. Every time I turn on social media, he's um naked. <laughs> Either posing or doing a calendar because he's that awesome. Uh, but an amazing Tony Matar is in the studio with us. And he's going to share with us A through Z on how to buy that perfect property. And of course, we have an attorney in the studio who's also going to walk us through whatever questions you may have. So please send us questions. His name is CJ. And I'm super excited to introduce you to him. And Tammy, who is your guest? Because I'm blanking out here. We- we have the amazing Joey Chiapetta and Adam Ordish of Chicago's own property of Chicago. Don't hate me. So before we conclude, and also we're going to be hearing from our intern, Kai. She's going to be telling you about a play, an event not to miss because we're missing Mr. Ken Monroe. But of course, Tony P's got some amazing events for you. So stay tuned, watch, and you may be able to win some free tickets to these events. Joel, what's going on in the trenches? Well, speaking of hot and sexy, right, I wanted to talk today about one of the hot and sexy loan programs that a lot of people overlook. We always know that you can buy a property without 20% down, but really they think that either the rate's going to be way high or that mortgage insurance is going to put the monthly payment way up here. I just had a client last week that was paying $1,800 a month in rent. We were able to go out and buy a property with 5% down. So they literally bought a $200,000 place and they had 10 grand. That's hot and sexy. That's That's really great. The payment with taxes and insurance and HOAs was $150 less than they were paying in rent. So they went out instead of throwing away almost $20,000 a year on rent, they put 10 grand in. We got the sellers to cover the closing costs and they bought a small place. This isn't their forever home. This is something that you can do to stop paying rent now. So right from the trenches coming up here in the next couple of months, you're going to be able to go out and find a property that's under market value and you can do it with a low down payment. You got to start somewhere, right? $10,000 for the initial investment so that you can build equity and long-term wealth. Sign me up. I like it. I like it a lot. And the seller's paying closing costs is also extremely sexy. (laughs) 
leave that to the amazing realtors who negotiate that, you guys. That's right. And that is actually my point today. My advice from the trenches is this, because the last few weeks I have had uh, three different clients uh, come to me and say that they are intending to find and purchase their property without a real estate agent. What? I know. I Why? just want to uh, send out all these alarms. And these are people that, you know, I care about. I want I want them to have a, a good, happy future. I say, hey, uh, this is your new investment. It's kind of like having a baby. So don't let yourself be uninsured by not having your real estate agent in your transaction. They're the person that leads you through it. They're the person that makes sure that everything is is uh, going to be in your, in your favor and that you're protected. So... Uh, please, 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 please use an agent. <laughs> oh, and also let us reverse engineer that, right? Um, buyers don't pay to for our services. Technically, they don't because when a property is put in the market, a seller negotiates a marketing fee with their realtor, and their realtor is the one who's paying a compensation on behalf of the of the seller. They we take on a listing and we negotiate what's going to be the fee, regardless of where the final sales price is. There's always a marketing fee already negotiated. So why do yourself a disservice by not having representation of a skilled negotiator that's going to be able to speak the language and negotiate on your behalf so they can get the best deal on your behalf. There tends to be this notion that if you uh, can cut out the real estate agents in the transaction, that you can somehow get the seller to sell you the house at a lower value because they're not having to pay out the real estate agents. And so people are thinking they're going to get a better deal. But what ends up happening is they print off you know, these, these uh, purchase and sale agreements off the internet that they have absolutely no idea what the little caveats are. I had two deals last year where people did this and both times they got stuck with the transfer taxes the excise tax, the, the buyers did, and at the closing table had to pay, cough up $8,000, $11,000 or else they weren't going to get their home because of these just janky contracts that they're you know using passed on from nowhere and they had no real estate agent overseeing the file. And of course, that's something that the attorney should have seen and also negotiated on their behalf. But really, a list, you know, a seller can look up numbers and have an expert also say, you know, which is funny because I doubt a seller is going to ever agree to list their property unless they go to Zillow, right? Then they go to Redfin, they go to Realtor.com. And then because they want to be super, super sure, they call us and they want to know what's my, my fair market value. And we give them this value. And that's probably what they're selling to the novice investor who's going to say, sure, whatever, I'm getting a good deal because I'm negotiating negotiating on the commission. But sometimes there's more to the commission, right? It's there's a buyer's so market. There's so much more to it. There's so much to it. There's terms. There's closing dates. So anyway, please don't do that because <laughs> you're doing yourself a disservice. And remember, it is the fiduciary duty of the listing agent to represent the best interest of their seller. So in a dual situation where I'm representing the buyer and the seller, my fiduciary duty is to the seller. So make sure that you're always protected, that you bring in somebody who's going to negotiate, and it's also going to always be looking out for your best interest. So you learned it on Market Overdrive. Hopefully this was something that you can you can use. We're not trying to sell you anything here. This is pure advice. Right, Joel? It's true. You got to be educated. You got to know the process. A lot of people think they can do it on their own and we just debunk that. All right, let's get to the cool people in the room. Go ahead and introduce your guests. I'm so excited. Drum it's roll. getting hot in Ayo. here. I wish we could have music. I know, right? Where's the intro music? Where's the, what kind of music do you think you'd need? Well, kind of like a wrestling walk-up music. Something, you know, something really cool. Probably right. some Beyonce. Hi, it's Beyonce. <laughs> 
Joe, please introduce your guest. Today, we're so lucky to have Tony Matar from Homeco, Chicago. I've known him now and got to really see what he does. He educates people. He can walk you through the process, and that's what we're going to talk about today. How are you, Tony? I'm great, Joel, but I have one quick question for all three of you. So, first of all, thank you for having me. But Tammy, Carla, and Joel, since I missed out on the Love Fest at the beginning, I have to ask you one question. How's my hair? Yeah. Honey, you look stunning. Oh, we love your hair. Can you. You, can you just do me a favor? Please take off that jacket. Like, seriously. Uh, you're messing it off here. You gotta keep sharp sometimes. Um, no, I'm super excited to be here and kind of talk about what we do with buyers and how we walk them through the entire process from start to finish. Yeah, so a lot of times buyers come and they fall in love with the house and they buy it. And it's a mistake. Very often, six months from now, they go, gosh, I really wish I would have looked at more properties. You've seen that, right, Tony? Totally. That happens all the time. Um, so I'm here today, and basically, I'm going to take uh, some cues from one of my favorite Beyonce sco- songs, mm. School in Life, and school you people on how you need to walk through the process from yes, start to finish. Do all that. Cool? cool. Yeah. Okay. So the very first most important thing that you're going to want to do when you're thinking about buying a property is, number one, talk to a realtor. But then second thing that I'm going to tell everyone I talk to is you need to meet with a trusted lender to talk about the, the mortgage. Um, the last thing that you ever want to do is get into a situation where you're paying too much for your home and people get caught up in the purchase price. But at the end of the day, and Joel knows this, I mean, and, and he's really driven this home with a lot of my clients is that the monthly payment is what matters. So you need to kind of back out of things and start with the monthly payment, right? They always want a deal, right? These buyers go through and if a seller wants a certain price, what do they want to do? Go in less. Exactly. But what you find sometimes is that ten grand off the purchase price maybe is fifty bucks a month. And then you end up fighting over that dollar amount. So what you want to do is actually get educated up front and we walk you through it so that we're teaching you not just what you're pre approved for, but more importantly, that comfort level. What do you want to pay per month and how much money do you need? And then we send it back over to Tony. Exactly. So once Joel has educated them on exactly what their desired purchase price range is going to be, then we get to get out and see properties. Never before, because Carla, I'm sure this has happened to you, but you take people out to see a place, they don't have a pre-approval and they fall in love with it and they miss out on something they want. Yeah, yeah, you should never start the process without a pre-approval because that's like heartbreaking. Exactly. You And, and you know, it's funny because I've been doing this for over 14 years. My own brother started negotiating <laughs> on a purchase. And he hadn't even sold his property yet. So it's like, I, that's why I think it's imperative for you to speak about the steps. Like, yes, get a pre-approval. Because I'm like, have you talked to a lender yet? Do we know what the proceeds are going to be from the sale of your property? Do we know how much money you need for the next purchase? I know that you're starting to look, but long story short, he didn't qualify for the house that he already <laughs> negotiated mm-hmm. with the realtor. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry to just like, you know, break up this love fest. But my brother can't afford, can't afford to buy this. And that's why it is important to speak with the lender. Speak so- with the realtor, speak with the lender. Sometimes it's the people who are closest to us who drive us the most mad, right? <laughs> Don't listen to us. Uh, but anyway, so once you have that pre-approval, then come comes the fun part, the property search process. So we're going to utilize a couple different facets here. Number one, obviously, a search that syndicates from the MLS, the tool that brokers use. But the really cool part, and this is something that a great realtor is going to be able to do for you, is searching the private network. Those of us who are out there doing deals all day long, we know each other. We try to put deals together with realtors who are like-minded. I mean, I want to do deals with Carla all day long because she's the evil I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> he just anyway, the the evil. Evil. you get it. 
it. It's a Halloween thing, right? Exactly. <laughs> Feeling very spooky. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> you want to get out there and you, and and a great realtor is going to get you into homes that aren't even listed yet. You're going to be able to see things that nobody else is seeing online, not on Redfin, not on Zillow, not on, on the MLS even. And hypothetically, buy a property that no one else even knew was for sale. So that's the really cool part. Um, once we find the right place, then the negotiation piece comes in. And Carla was talking about this earlier. You have to figure out what is the seller's motivation. It's not always price, as we've seen time after time. Yeah, there's something else sometimes. I have to sell a house first, or maybe I don't want to sell for three or four months. Instead of going in and purely negotiating on price, what Tony's telling you is work with an agent that knows how to communicate with the other side. Otherwise, you end up going in with multiple offers thinking the only thing that matters is price. What are some of the other things that a seller might want? I mean, timing, you already mentioned, Joel, is mm-hmm. paramount. I mean, we had a deal earlier earlier this year where the seller needed multiple months to close, which is, you know, a pretty long escrow period, yep. I guess. Mm-hmm. So figuring out that timing, figuring out the motivation and figuring out how to make the best possible offer without paying more is going to be crucial in terms of finding a successful outcome. I also hear you say, go out and look at a lot of properties. Very often what you end up buying is not even on the market today, right? Right. I mean, we sit down with people and our team's focus is education, right? Joel, you know that. Mm -hmm. So we sit down with people sometimes 12, 18 months in advance to figure out, you know, how can you prepare? Are there things on your credit score that you don't even know about that you need to get lined up prior to getting out into homes? And so in doing that, we always pick a day for like what we like to call like practice showings. So we'll pick a day like a month out from when we first meet with them, even if they're a buyer that's like a year out from actually purchasing a home. And what we'll do is we'll line up two or three properties and go and get their feet wet and view some properties, actually get them into homes. And that allows them to be so much more discerning when it comes to looking at places online because they can say, okay, hey, this one reminds me of the one that I hated that we saw in person that's now sold, but it's going to just educate educate them that much more. And, uh, you know, then hopefully we don't need to look at at as many once the time actually comes. So now we're in the home stretch. We've gotten pre-approved. We've gone out and looked at properties. We've used the resources of a realtor to kind of steer you away from places that might not be a good fit. Find some that are a good fit. What's the next step when you actually want to write the offer? Because that's intimidating, like writing a contract. You know, most people are renting and it's pretty easy. You fill out the application. A lot of people are intimidated by this that are listening what's that process like and how do you make it so easy for them? Yeah. So first of all, I mean, I'm doing all the heavy lifting at that point. So I'm writing up your contract and you just have to sign it. Mm -hmm. And I always explain to people, these are very standardized contracts that protect you in all aspects. So you're totally protected. And I always joke that people can back out of a deal during the attorney review and inspection period, simply based on whether or not they woke up on the wrong side of the bed. So, you know, all of the, all all the legal protections are in there that are going to get you out of the deal. If you change, change your mind or, you know, if something catastrophic happens during the due diligence period. So we have price. That's one of the things. There's also dates as far as how long I have to get a mortgage and close. Mm -hmm. Those are some of the things that are in the contract, right? Yeah. And you've got an appraisal contingency, you know, all of these different protections for the buyer. So, I mean, essentially, these people are swaddled like babies in terms of all the protections that they've got offered to them. Yeah. And I like to add that there's so many checks and balances, right? So it's like, you're the expert, you're the liaison, you're working with the lender, you're working with the inspector, you're working with the attorney. So you're sort of like the puppeteer. You're you're making all this move along. But 
for uh, what are the what are the costs that are associated with all these participating parties? What are the out of pocket costs that a buyer is going to have to or is going to need prior uh, aside from the down payment? Yeah, great question. So people ask me that all the time when I sit down to meet with them, and I always tell them there's basically two costs that are associated with buying a home. One is the down payment, which Joel is the king of mm-hmm. explaining how that works, and then the second is going to be your closing costs. So the co- closing costs are generally about two to three percent of the purchase price and encompass all. All of the other fees associated with buying a home. It's the cost of actually doing the transaction, right? The only thing that you're really going to pay for at the time of service is your inspection because heaven forbid the deal falls apart, that inspector would never get paid. So you're looking at roughly 350 bucks and then everything else is at the closing. Right. So 300 or $500 per se, depending on the type of product yeah. and the number of bedrooms. But see, this is where it gets, you know, specific where we say, okay, you can have buyer remorse within that five day period. Five, some people negotiate 10 day period for right. attorney review, but you're still going to invest the money on the inspection. So just make sure that once you write an offer on something, it is something that you're in fact can see yourself celebrating the holidays in, something that you can see long-term ownership, or if it's just a short-term you know, ownership type of product, you still want to make sure that you're not spending all that money on multiple inspections, right? Because you're also just wasting everybody's time. Not that we don't want to go through the process, but remember, the seller wants to sell and they want somebody who wants to buy the property. So it's a very professional, time is of the essence type of you know situation at this point once you go under contract it's serious business and i love that you're like oh you can you know change your mind or what have you but i feel that once you have the first meeting with the client and you under you specify to your professional what it is that you want there shouldn't be that you know there should always be certainty of what you're doing because it's going to be the best option right if you're getting a good deal on terms and all that i totally agree with you carla and i mean in terms of how it actually goes with clients you're 100 percent right i mean finding that motivation finding out people's wants needs and goals is going to help you put them into a solid situation. It's really helpful for them from a, you know, mindset perspective, though, to know that they have those protections in case they need them. And I mean, I think that you would agree, just like everyone in this room, that 350 bucks for an inspection is totally worthwhile before you buy a 200, 300, $400,000 house to make sure that everything's up to snuff. A hundred percent. And let's just also get down to like the specifics and like, you know, the nitty gritty of of negotiations and contracts and the timeline and buying a property. So what are some of the products out there in the market where you you can't negotiate closing costs? I'm not closing costs, but repairs. Like what are some of the products that are sold as is? Yeah, I mean, please explain what as is means. Yeah. So buying a home as is essentially means that you're agreeing that you're not going to nitpick the seller on the inspection items and that you've negotiated hypothetically a excellent deal on the property and that you know that there might be some things that you have to do to the property once you're in it. So you still get to have all of the same legal protections and do the same due diligence period and, uh, you know, have an inspection and you still get your inspection report. It just changes the purpose of the inspection. So rather than, okay, here are the findings in the inspection and we want to ask for ABC things to be repaired, we go, okay, we've got ABC and D things that popped up on the inspection report. Do we still feel like we're getting a good deal if we don't fix any of those things or get credits for them? And at that point, we can make an educated decision whether or not it's a good deal, it's a bad deal. Sometimes things pop up that you had no idea. You know, maybe there's asbestos in the basement and, you know, you've got to go back and completely renegotiate or walk away from the deal. But uh, it's a great way to get a really good deal on a property when a seller is selling something that they maybe have already moved out of state. They don't want to have to coordinate, you know, repairs, things like that. 
So then at that point, and sometimes listen, right? And we, we're going to talk to the attorney uh, later on today, but sometimes you can, right? If it's something that's like, I don't know, a leak in the basement or something. And like you said, the seller just wants to liquidate asset. They just want to sell. And mm-hmm. we did sign an assets clause. We said we buy it in an assets condition, the condition that we saw it. But we're not inspectors. So sometimes once you get in there and they do moisture readings and you see things that, you know, you couldn't see with your own eyes or you go to the attic and there's mold, you can always sometimes say, hey, I'm going to cancel because my client is overwhelmed. They just can't proceed with these issues. They just don't have money because they're literally just saving for the down payment and we we mortgaged the closing costs. And so now we can't afford to do this. And maybe you can have a conversation with the sellers. And in this time of market, because it is a buyer's market, you may be able to say, okay, we're not going to, we're going to give you a credit or we're going to do a price adjustment to reflect the repair. So always try, right? Yeah, you totally want to try. And I always tell my clients, you know, you remember when you went on family vacations as a kid and you pull over at the gas station and your mom said it never hurts to try. Well, I say it never hurts to ask when it comes to asking for credits and repairs. The worst they can say is no, right? Oh my God, that's awesome. So now we're under contract. We're there. Everything is good. We're getting ready to go to closing. So in the last couple of minutes that we have you, what are some of the things that you've really seen that help buyers close? So we're under contract. We're getting ready to go to the closing table. Uh, what does that look like? I've never bought a place before. What does that look like? Yeah. So sometimes that period starts to scare people because, you know, the attorney review and inspection period is so busy with so many different people involved. And then they kind of go into this period of sometimes a little bit more silence and they're like, what's going on? So uh, the most important thing I would say is making sure that you have a lender that's getting all of the appropriate documentation to get your loan clear to close proactively. The worst thing that you can do is have someone that's going to be in the 11th hour when the clear to close is due for the property, asking for new documents, new budgets, things like that. So Joel has been so excellent with our team and he gets people clear to close in like 10 days, 12 days. I mean, and that really scares them because then it's like radio (laughs) silence, but I tell them it's because everything's done. So, you know, really having that, that lender who's skilled during the mortgage procurement phase is so crucial. Wouldn't you agree? We're talking about a happy story. I mean, who can close within 10 to 15 days? You guys, I was under contract, and this is another sad story because today I'm just going to talk about my family. (laughs) So my brother is literally under contract for three, for two and a half months, and the lender said they couldn't get the loan done because of complications with credit. And I'm like... Are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding me right now? Mm-hmm. Like, how can you not see this? And that's why it's important that you work with someone that has been not necessarily doing this for a long time. Does it matter? I mean, obviously you build skills because of how long you've been in the business, but I think you have so much, you're so successful in your business. You have leverage within your company. You're able to push certain things and get things done, right? It helps for having years of doing it, but you just want to work with somebody that's actually in your corner. And that's what I like about our guest today. Before he goes, the idea here is that you <laughs> literally can close. You have protections. We've walked you through start, middle, and end. And from every step along the way, there are people that are there to help you and be in your corner. Tony is so soft-spoken. You're a rock star. <laughs> Tell us where we can find you. Tell us about your company uh, before you go, please. Yeah, so you can find uh, my company, Home Coast Chicago, at homecoastchicago.com. We're also on Instagram at Home Coast Chicago. We've got great educational videos. Just like We have one actually on as-is clauses, so I'm glad that you brought that up, Carla. I'm so appreciative to have been here today, and I started with a Beyonce reference, so I just want to end with one, too, and say, <laughs> call us, find us on Instagram if you want to be crazy in love with your home. Hey, 
crazy in love with you. Amazing. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. So he did open up his own brokerage. And I'm sorry if I objectified you because I'm going to be like, you know, You can objectify here. me any day. Hey. <laughs> but he's amazing, you guys. And can you please talk about your foundation and, and all the giving that you do and your, and seriously, your calendar? Yeah. So I also started a charity called Men of Chicago Real Estate. We took this year off because, as Carla mentioned, I had a lot going on with starting my own independent brokerage with my pa- my partner, Haley Levine. But we're a nonprofit that raises money uh, for people affected by HIV and AIDS in Chicago. And uh, that was my first foray in the market overdrive world was coming on to talk about that a couple years ago. I love it. And thank you so much for being here again and again and sharing this information with our audience because it's different, right? Every time you hear from someone else, you could take something different away. And I love the way you explained it. And that's why you're a rock star. Thank you for your patience. Thanks, you guys. Of course. Joel, thank you so much for finding amazing talent to come in here and elevate our real estate IQ. Uh, Tammy, can you tell us a little bit more about your guests? Who who are we expecting next? My guests today are from here in Chicago. Property of Chicago is the name of their boutique uh, brokerage, which boutique brokerage, if you guys don't know, means basically that it is a, uh, a smaller brokerage that's able to cater to each person's needs and give really personal and individualized attention. Um, so oftentimes boutique brokerages can be the way to go. And this, uh, this boutique brokerage happens to be the only LGBTQ certified uh, owned brokerage in Chicago, real oh, wow. estate brokerage in That's Chicago. Amazing. So yeah, they've gone through that process of, of certification and I mean, they'll work with everybody, but I think it's really neat that they, that they have that. I love it. And it's not Pride Week, but every day should be celebrated, right? And I love that there's, you know, there's niche people who concentrate in commercial, residential, and then you have people who do multi-units, condos, or a specific area. I love that you're seriously servicing our communities. So who's going to introduce... You're going to... Oh, I will introduce them right now. go ahead. (laughs) Okay, so with us today are Joey Chiapetta and Adam Ordish. Say hi, guys. (laughs) Joey, I'm loving the beard. Thank you. Well, so I have to ask you, what do you think of Adam's hair? Yes. I love Adam's hair. Hi, Adam. (laughs) So sexy, you guys. Wait, are you matching? Is this... Do we have... We generally match, yeah. yeah. It became a thing that we do. We started wearing, like, complimenting outfits. It started... Are you serious? Yeah, matching. Yeah. How long have you known each other? Well, we've been married for five years. Oh, my God. You guys are cute. Partners. I love it. Partners in business. I mean, you and your wife work together, right, Joel? It's all about having a team of people that are next to you. You know, if you have people that are really in your corner, people like that relationship, right? You're real. You don't have, like, two separate things. You have you. And that's what's awesome. Yeah. We often tell people that we're not even separate human beings anymore. We're just like, if I show up somewhere, everyone's, where's Adam? And I'm like, well, hi to you too. He's on his way. That's <laughs> <laughs> always how it goes. I love it. Can you tell us a little bit more about your broker, your brokerage? Yeah. So we opened the doors on Property of Chicago in January of uh, last year uh, after having been in the business for about eight years. So uh, we're celebrating Congrats, 10 years total. Bold. Thank Woo-hoo. you. Um, and we're a small boutique firm and, um, we, you know, serve the North side of Chicago. We are Chicago's only LGBT certified, uh, owned brokerage. And that just means that we have a certification from, uh, the National Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce that sort of certifies us as a diverse business. We don't technically count as a minority business. We count as a diverse business. So can you tell me why that matters? Um, It matters for a couple of reasons. One, because I want people to know that, uh, you know, young LGBT uh, youth to know that, hey, you can own a business. You can do your own thing. We are independently owned. We're not part of a franchise. You can make it. Um, But it also lets people know that uh, we're a safe place to come. 
um, there are some people that uh, need to know that they are going to be dealt with uh, professionally, fairly, uh, and kindly. So, Oh, I love that. that. That's a great mission, right? Because there's always that corporate. And I was talking about the corporate mindset of a brokerage versus a you know small business, per se, a boutique ownership. And I think that you know, there's so many forms that you have to fill out. There's so many like layers of like protocols and protocols when you work with a large brokerage. But I can see that, you know, one-on-one where you can actually, you know, let's say we don't need 20 forms to do this. We can actually and understand your struggle per se. Right. Am I overspeaking if I say that maybe, I don't know, it's, is there a difference in the way that, is there any specific demand of your clientele or something that would be different than a market client? Um, you know, we just, we, we get to focus specifically on each client and give them something different if they need something different. And that's what's nice. It's not a one size fits all. You know, it's not just a marketing plan or a, or a buyer plan from, uh, you know, handed down to us. We get to sit and, and really tailor everything to each individual buyer, which is nice. I love that you guys do that. Also, I think that none of us could help but hear Adam's accent. Adam, where are you from? I'm from Australia. And oh, how, wow. how did you end up here? I came here six and a half years ago, just on a three-month contract with an IT company. I met Joey in the first three or four weeks I was here. Joey? I'm um, sorry, I love the beard, you're hot, but I'm going to keep talking to Adam. I know, <laughs> Adam, right? I love accents. <laughs> now I know how you two get clients. Uh, right. Is this how it works? Like, Okay, because I know that Tony does all these cool photos, and he was being like super humble about his like, calendars. His calendars, literally, he's they're in yeah. baby suits. Yeah, Tony, we don't, do we don't have a six-pack, So when Tony, somebody calls you and says, hey, I want to know more about this property, you're like, hi, my name is Adam. Like, how do you funny, do that? The funny part is they normally speak to Joey first. I'm oh. only behind the scenes until later on down the track. Um, Joe, you're hiding here. I, yeah. I also like I talk enough closer. for two people. <laughs> yeah, I can see because all he does is like, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a true couple, you know. So one thing, uh, right before the show, you guys were sharing with me an article that I think you said you read this morning. Tell our viewers a little bit about uh, what stood out in that article to you. Yeah, so it was an article in um, Cranes, Chicago. Uh, it was in the real estate section, and it was titled "What's Selling in Chicago's Bleak Real Estate Market." Yeah, and um, I don't creepy. like the word bleak. Uh, I'd <laughs> say that like soft, beep? right? Yeah. <laughs> It's a curse word, and then it's like, fill it in. I like soft real estate market. And so we we know that, you know, the higher priced uh, properties and those large properties, you know, out in the uh, suburbs, what some might call McMansions, if you follow that blog, um, those are having a hard time selling. Um, And what is selling are smaller and lower priced properties right now. So overall, we we see that the city is down 7% number of transactions year over year as of August, uh, and the metro area is down about 6%. So they talked about what is moving. If we're down, what what things are moving? One of them is um, $500,000 homes in Bronzeville. Bronzeville is a a progressive area right now, and people are really moving in. You can get a lot of bang for your buck. You're still close to downtown. Another is uh, two and three flats. Um, There's several uh, examples in the article of two flats and three flats that have sold in 12 days, uh, and several more that have sold within two months. And, you know, especially if they have an owner's unit, people love to Mm -hmm. buy those, live in them, and then offset your mortgage payment by having someone paying rent uh, as well. And finally, of course, lower priced homes. So out in the suburbs, things at 300 and less are selling in the city. It's like 350 and less. And that's still really moving along quite swiftly. That's awesome. I love those stats. And I love that you guys came across that article. 
Um, I also was reading an article recently. I'm going to say the Z word, so brace yourself, everybody, uh, <laughs> by Zillow. They published um, a study that they did or a, a research uh, study that they did. And in their survey, they found that 50% of their users are saying that for 2020, they believe that if there is any kind of a downturn, it will not affect the housing market. So that's a it's a belief level of buyers and, and homeowners right now. How do you guys feel about 2020? I realize we don't have a crystal ball or anything, but how do you feel about it knowing what you know as experts in the industry? So I can look and at the markets that I work in, which is the north side of Chicago, and I can see uh, that the, the price, sort of the height of the market was June of last year. And so we're already actually seeing some declines in price. Um, I'm glad that people are optimistic about it, but... Um, I expect that for the next 12 to 24 months, we're going to continue to see these declines. I don't think they're going to be, um, I don't think they're going to be crazy, right? We're not going to lose 20% like we did when everything crashed. We don't have that subprime market that's imploding. We don't have those factors. This is a natural ebb and flow of a market. Um, so we're going to see probably another 3 to 5% loss in price bottom out, and then I think we'll pick back up and have a gradual growth period again. It's so calming when you say that I actually just feel better. I'm like, oh, that's that's okay. We can deal with that. <laughs> I have actually talked buyers like off the ledge because they're terrified. They're terrified with what's going on politically. And I'm like, look, we have a strong market here in the city. Yes, if you read the news, oh, Illinois is losing population. People are moving out. Well, we have corporations moving in. We have people that want to live downtown. It's still a strong and solid market. I love it. And can I just say the reason why we did start this program, Market Overdrive, right? It was because we wanted to have people who are actually, as I like to say, in the trenches, mm-hmm. transacting, who are in, you know, working with buyers, working with sellers who have an in and what's going in the market to come in and talk about what is really happening. Because, you know, the news is going to report on what they hear and they get to interview someone for two seconds. And sometimes it's the, the person who's closest to them or the persons they have on their database that, you know, closest contact, they can give a soundbite. And that soundbite is never researched. But if you're talking to various groups of realtors in the industry, they could come in here and echo the same, same, same message, right? There's nothing happening with our market. As a matter of fact, this lack of inventory is still going to have be able. You're still going to be able to sell your property. So it's not like you, like you said, values are not going to be dramatic where people are going to be picking things up for fifty percent on value, right? Yeah. So it's not twenty. Not what is it? Two thousand and nine, two thousand and twenty ten. Like it's not like that. We're gonna. We don't have. We have a lack of inventory, and so even people coming on the market now, things are selling if it's priced correctly. Exactly. Um, you mentioned that in Bronzeville, I could get something in the five hundred thousand price point. Can you please share with us, like, what can I expect to get in this area? Yeah. So you're getting single family homes actually at that price point in Bronzeville, and that's a that's a huge draw. It's really close to downtown. So if you work in the Loop, uh, or if you work in Hyde Park at University of Chicago or something like that, it's a fantastic place. Yeah. A $500,000 single-family home in Chicago within a mile to downtown, wonderful. I love it because a lot of people just don't venture south. And there's so much to do, cute coffee shops, the university feel. You're, you're nodding your head. What's your favorite part about Bronzeville? Um, I haven't spent a lot of time there, but more so Hyde Park. And yeah. I think, yeah, definitely the food, the coffee shops, um, the university vibe that that brings to that area is, um, is a good draw. Yeah, and, and you know, for those people who like 
different, who like diversity. We're talking yeah. about that, you know, uh, maybe Rogers Park per se feel, that vibe. Mm-hmm. And even if I dare, like Oak Park kind of vibe, mm-hmm. right? Um, the schools there are, there are some good schools and, and, and there are some good programs. But for the most part, price per square foot, you're getting something turnkey in that $500,000 price Yeah, point. you get bang for your buck. Yeah, and it's, again, being able to know who are the realtors that are transacting in the area. We had Steele in the studio. You brought him as a guest. And we had he, a Sonny. Yeah, he, he controls the new construction market over there, but it's about knowing where to buy. And if someone's telling you you can buy something in an, on an average of $500,000, that means that, and, and this is an, a really good place to buy, it's like you're going to move into a neighborhood that's going to create equity, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I say this again, and I might bore you with the same information, but it's like it's utilitarian. You're going to use it, right? And you're going to live in it, and then it's going to build wealth for you. Like it, it makes no sense for people to be fearful if, if right. it, they're going to use it. It's the biggest no-brainer of all time. You have, <laughs> you have to live somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Well, in light of all these things, the, the uh, opportunities to live in different neighborhoods to grow your wealth and the current market and... And these forecasts for 2020. Um, Adam, what are some some or what is some advice that you would give to sellers right now? Um, I think a couple of things. One is be prepared to be realistic on price, but also be prepared to um, price aggressively so that you can um, compete with the other products on the market. Um, we've had quite a few sellers recently who are getting ready to list now, and we're just doing a few upgrades to their places with them too, like painting the entire place, refinishing floors. Um, you know, just, just small upgrades, replacing kitchen countertops, little things that'll make that product stand out a little bit from the other products on the market that might just get them over the line for potential buyers. And, and that's stuff that we didn't have to do when the market was hot. I mean, you could pop it on and, and sell it because there was, you know, low inventory. Right. So, you know, it, it's a bit of a shift. Sellers, yes, now you have to do some things to get your place sold. And, and what about, Joey, for buyers? What advice would you give them? Uh, I'm telling all my buyers right now, be patient. Um, as we're watching the, the market soften a little bit, I want to make sure that you're getting the property at the right price, at market value, uh, not what the seller wants that right price to be. So um, perfect example, um, I had some clients that had an offer in on a condo. They loved it. I said, guys, don't go over 325 Don't do it. It's not worth it. Um, the seller wouldn't budge from 340 so my buyers went and re-signed a lease for six months. Soon as we re-signed the lease, they called, hey, are they still interested at 325 Yeah. You know, they, they, wow. the property languished on the market for another month. Well, they are interested, but we just re-signed a lease. So That's be so, patient. Yeah. yeah. And it's true. And I mean, going back to what we discussed with Tony and even with what you brought up, uh, Tammy, is that people don't understand, buyers don't understand the role of a realtor. And I like to tell people, I, I transact like if it's my own purchase. Would I buy it if I were buying it? And if the answer is no, I'm going to say that to you. And I'm not going to pay more than X amount for certain things. And, and I'm usually very passionate about that, right? Because <laughs> No, we you? Can, <laughs> we can hell like okay no we can work this out and for the most part we're able to negotiate great deals i mean my brother's property was listed for 429 and he's like write an offer and i was like no we're not writing an offer yet a we haven't sold your place b no they you know we're gonna wait and we waited we're at 385 under contract Mm -hmm. so it's like well right now we're not because we couldn't get the first buyer to Whatever. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Tangent. But that's the reason you hire someone, right? right? It's not because buyers don't pay realtors a commission. They don't pay a fee. But you are getting our services and expertise literally for free, right? 
it's I, I always, not for free because you're going to send us business in the future. Right. <laughs> well, uh, yes, that's the, the, the whole point, right? Uh, but I always tell um, buyers at the initial buyer consultation that I have with them, guys, I'm going to tell you no a lot. And they're like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. And here's a perfect example. These were some move-up buyers of mine that came to a second round. They wanted a single-family home from a condo. And the first place that we looked at, uh, it had been rehabbed. Um, and all they saw was shiny and new and more space. And they were down in the basement and they're like, Oh my God, I love it. And she's like literally getting a tear. And I was like, guys, there is no way I'm letting you buy this house. And they're Are like, you what serious? do you mean? <laughs> yes. So we get to the car and they're like, what's wrong with it? I'm like, the floors are buckling. They didn't change the treads that none of the tiles matched up oh, properly. Yeah. There's the fit and finish on this place is terrible. I'm going to tell you, no, this is a bad move. They to buy went this for the place. staging. Right. And they, yeah. so they, they, uh, we always laugh about this. Actually, he became one of my agents in my office. What? But we always laugh about this because they're like, we went home that night and thought, oh, my God, do we even trust our own senses anymore? And I'm like, guys, you're fine. But, you know, you're looking at this space and excited. I'm here to really guide you into the right purchase. It's so true. And it's really a trust building thing, right? I mean, your clients can trust you in this because you're putting yourself in that position and you built that with this one so much that now they work for you. That's amazing. Um, Still saying no to them? Uh, no, well, he, he does his own now. <laughs> He's moved on. I, I do want to touch on uh, the thing that we kind of teased out to our our listeners and viewers um, on Facebook and Instagram, and that is that you guys do have a thing like that is like your thing, and that's called I got a guy. I got a guy. Sometimes I got a gal. Sometimes it's a gal. I love yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, say it in the Italian voice. Don't worry, I got a guy. <laughs> So we, it kind of started like this, right? I, our job is funny. We, we sometimes pick up strangers in our car and show them houses. And <laughs> so we have this, uh, this time with them. So we, we look at a listing and uh, everything's great, but oh, that bathroom needs to be redone. And they, we get in the car and they say, well, how do I get a bathroom redone? Don't worry, I got a guy. Well, how do, how do I get a new roof? Don't worry, I got a guy. And I just realized that I started saying that phrase a lot. And what I did then was uh, I started compiling uh, a little book for my office. And it's called my Don't Worry, I Got a Guy book. And this is just all of the trusted professionals that I've worked with over the years, right? So roofers, plumbers, caterers, you name it. Like, do you need someone to cater your your uh, housewarming party? Don't worry, I got a guy. Wow, that's and, awesome. And, well, what's fun for me is I really love connecting people, especially other small businesses and really supporting other small businesses. These are all people that I've personally vetted. I've seen their work um, or they come highly recommended to me from other people in the field. And, um, you know, I take zero money from them. I, I tell all my clients I don't take any money from any of these people that I refer you. I only refer people that do excellent work and stand by what they do. This is great. When I very first bought a house, I had no idea that I would have to occasionally like pressure wash the sidewalks or clean the windows or whatever, you know. So this is wonderful. If I had had somebody I could just call and be like, hey, give me a list of things I need to do and people I can call to do them. That would have been fantastic. I get I get texts and emails and phone calls for it all the time. Completely unrelated stuff, too. They say like buying a house should come with a manual. So you're kind of the manual. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. I love it. Anything you like to add, Adam, in your sexy voice? Or <laughs> um, you know, he, he is taken, by the way. <laughs> Every, we always have to remind Carla. You got a guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've got mine. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, nothing. No. <laughs> well, yeah, then let us know something. What would be one thought, you guys, that you would like to leave uh, with our 
with our buyers, our our listeners who might be buyers, potential buyers, or homeowners? Uh, so what I would say is, you know, it, it's not too early to start the process. It, if you're looking at buying in 2020, that's fine. It's good to sit down with someone uh, early on and get the ball rolling. Get, you know, there might be something on your credit that we need to fix. So let's let's talk now, get you aligned with a lender and get you aligned with a professional uh, and really get the ball rolling now. It's not like too it's soon. never too soon to start. Never the too soon to start. Awesome. Love it. You guys are brilliant. Where You're can brilliant. we get a hold of you two? Um, we are online or the World Wide Web at propertyofchicago.com. We're also on Facebook, same handle, and he handles our Instagram. Mm-hmm. Same handle as well on Instagram. Property of Chicago. And you I, can find us. I will also tease out that if you become one of their clients, they throw a swanky party. Oh, yeah, we do. So, we throw some good parties. We might get to get in on that action. party is... You guys stole the clothes uh, or their housewarming party or what kind of party? Oh, no, we like client appreciation parties. Oh, wow. Their annual client appreciation parties off the hook. I'm intrigued. Well, it was the one that she's talking about was our 10 year anniversary, like our 10 years in business. So that was a little higher. It was level. at the Gibson's Italia rooftop. Yeah. Oh, nice. We rented it out. It was great. It was the, there was this jazz band and everything yeah. there. It was, oh my it was gosh, fancy. I love it. Yeah. I used to plan weddings. I know how to throw a party. <laughs> so plan weddings. He's got a guy and he's got an amazing guy. And it's a boutique brokerage. I love it. We love supporting other businesses. And that's that's true, right? Because as realtors, that's what we do. We find out what it is that you need. And seriously, you have to kind of concierge all of those services. Yeah. Thank you, do. gentlemen. Thank so you much so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Of course. And now we're going to move on to the legal aspect of the world, right? That. uh no one wants to deal with the attorneys. I mean, it gets to the point where everything's happy. You find a property, but then you get to the negotiations part of it. And then we're going to go, we're arguing about key fobs or missing keys or keys for the mailbox or keys for the bike room. And so it gets complicated, right? There's a lot going on in those transactions. And so we've kind of walked through the beginning part. So good with Tony going through really what it takes from start to middle to end. And the idea there is that every point in the process, you have somebody that's actually got your back, somebody that is actually looking out for you. You don't have to do it alone. And so that's the reason why we are so excited to have our next guest on, CJ Lamb. CJ, how you doing, buddy? Hey, how's it going, guys? All right. I'm excited to be invited. Nobody ever wants to talk to a lawyer. <laughs> everybody's scared of you guys yeah you know so much but you're so we're on your side yeah it's so part of the process you really need somebody that'll actually have your back and it's actually not as difficult as it would seem right you've done how many transactions you've been doing this a while now um and being involved in the firm probably been around close to 2500 transactions something like that wait 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 wait. really uh through our firm 32 Just turned 32. Yeah. You look like a baby. Hey, Thank you. Um, I will take that. <laughs> this is like Carla's on so a tear today. They're either sexy or a great I voice or baby. everybody, but he does look yeah. like a baby face. He's amazing. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And as you know, it does. It, is get, it gets really complicated, but today's show was strategically, let's get back to basics, right? Let's educate people and, who want to buy on like the process and let's get down to like the A through Z mm-hmm. so that, you know, when you're Googling how to buy a property or what to expect when trying to buy a property, at least they come to our show and they, they get something out of it. So so what is your major advice or what's your best advice that you could give or that you could give someone that's looking to buy for the first time? I mean, it's a little biased, but make sure you have an attorney involved. Yeah. <laughs> um, but seriously, so especially folks who are coming from other states, whether they're a first time buyer, they grew up in a different state or what have you. Um, even my folks for a while, I did actually describe to them what I did because it didn't exist in another state. So they didn't believe me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you really wanted an attorney involved. 
to protect you in so many facets. Someone is giving up a baby and someone is gaining a baby in this scenario when it comes to a real estate or residential transaction or any transaction for that matter. And it's hundreds of thousands of dollars at stake. And you could very easily, unknowingly, waive certain contingencies and all of a sudden your earnest money's on the hook. Uh, we're there to be on your side. You can almost think of, actually, the transaction is kind of like a relay race. Mm-hmm. You've got your agent running with the baton. You've got your mortgage lender running with the baton. You've got your attorney running with the baton. We're on your team. We're all going to get you to that finish line. Can we just dispel one thing before you jump into this? That Most people say, I don't want an attorney. It's going to be expensive. Do I have to pay you every time I call you? If I'm a buyer, is this thousands of dollars? When I think of an attorney, oh mm-hmm. isn't this a lot of money? Just we- clear that up for me. Like, What does a buyer have to pay? And tell them that it's not that much. That goes to exactly what I first said when I sat down, which is I never get invited anywhere because I'm a lawyer. They think it's going to cost money. (laughs) Um, No, with residential transactions, by and large, Mm -hmm. it's almost never an hourly rate. It's usually a flat fee rate. And you're looking, you're definitely looking under $1,000 usually, unless it's like a new construction deal and it's particularly uh, complicated. But for most, you know, someone buying a property that's previously owned, you're looking in the range of, probably $500 to $700 in that price range. Flat fee. Most attorneys like us, we're not going to take our fee until you close. So our success is tied to yours. Um, if you if we get you out of a contract, we don't charge you money for what we've done for you so far. Tammy can tell you this. You're not going to go borrow $300,000 from Tammy without spending a couple hundred bucks on an attorney, right? I swear by attorneys' <laughs> contracts, reading things three times, all that kind of stuff. So, as lo- I mean, are you billing us now or? No. No. no okay. No, no. So, yeah. We'll come later. We're good. We're good. <laughs> And it does get complicated sometimes. And unfortunately, there is some times where, you know, the parties are not in agreement anymore, right? Maybe Mm -hmm. the realtors have reached the wall and maybe their sellers are emotional or the buyer just, it's demanding. And so, right, people are saying it's a buyer's market and then they stick to that and they say, we're going to ask for everything. So it's cool to have an attorney to be the mediator, per se, that can get the transaction because at the end, everybody wants to buy, everybody wants to close. It's just a matter of how we're going to do it where it's mutually agreeable. And that's what you guys do. So having said that, we actually asked um, questions online Mm -hmm. and our intern, Kai, who's amazing, compiled these for us. And I'm going to ask you. Sure. Put um, them on the spot. Literally. Let's let's see what they had to say. Let's throw them literally right under the bus. What do you got for us? Let's see if you know your stuff. Okay. Let's see. (laughs) Okay. So I'm thinking of turning a home that I want to flip into a clothing boutique. How do I go about making this house into a commercial space? What is the legality there? That is, there's actually a lot involved in that. You have to look at your local zoning. You have to look at what is what is allowed by those local ordinances. Um, Also, what's involved in your boutique? Um, Are you going to be serving drinks there? What type of people are you going to have coming in and out? What kind of what kind of licenses are you going to need? And maybe more of a question actually of uh, instead of turning the property into that sort of use, what other sort of licenses do you have to have retail wise? Um, And actually, we have great access to a bunch of permit expeditors, stuff like that. Um, You got a guy. Yeah. (laughs) You got a guy. Just like the last one. You don't see a lot of that though, right? No, nothing like that. Residential properties, whenever we see stuff like that, we usually see it whenever it's changing, whenever it's a mixed-use property. So you have the upper levels are a couple of uh, residential units and the ground levels are retail unit. The biggest thing that we see there is maybe changing from a boutique clothing shop to a bar. Mm -hmm. That's where we see a lot of those licensing changes and we got to make sure you can actually do that um, there. But as far as changing the zoning, I will say if it does involve changing zoning, which I don't know without looking at it, honestly, but if it does re- involve changing zoning, that is a big process. 
So you got to be able to wait. You make sure you can wait a while. So if you have money on the line or investors on the line, make sure they know that full process before you get yourself in hot water. When you say that's a big process, do you mean just time or is it a big process in cost as well? Uh, usually both. both. My firm actually, we, we outsource the zoning changes uh, because of the cost of time. And we, we like to actually, there's a firm right around the corner from us who does a lot of the stuff and it's, it's cumbersome. You got to know who you're talking to and it's, it costs both. It, it can be expensive. Yeah, you got to get the alderman approval. You got to get the neighbor's approval. A lot of grease and wheels. If it's going to increase, <laughs> yeah. you know, traffic on the streets, they want to make sure that everybody approves it. So yeah. yeah, it's a tedious process. And again, align yourself with an expert. So question number two, um, what, well, what happens if there's a lien on a property I want to buy? Sure. So that's part of my role as your attorney, actually, is helping like, identify yes, those This is needs. what I do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, no, so part of your attorney's role is to protect you not only contractually, but essentially on the buyer side, essentially not trust the seller. Nothing against the seller. I'm sure they're wonderfully nice people, but they may not even be aware of what's against the property. Um, and you don't, you don't want to inherit that. Maybe it's back due taxes. Maybe it's a giant water bill. Maybe it's some sort of foreclosure lien. Maybe the seller's going through bankruptcy and they legally can't sell their property to you, but they didn't tell anybody that. Um, we, what we do is we make sure that either A, that property or that lien is removed, B, that the title company insures over it. So number one idea is getting it removed. We get that removed, perfect. If not, we got to make sure we know whether or not the title insurance company is going to insure over it because that effectively means it doesn't, doesn't hurt you because the title insurance company is going to take care of it in, if, in the event something happens. Third, worst case, if it doesn't happen and the seller can't take care of it, I get you out, I get all your money back and you move on. Uh, with someone like Tony and you find another property. Love it. Thank you so but much. But your earnest money is protected in that respect. And you're also registered with uh, Greater Illinois Title. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your relationship with how, we're, you know, like how does the title company play in? What's the role that they play in in the transaction? Sure. So the title insurance company, essentially, and Joel can speak to this as well, no lender is going to lend on money. It's, it's kind of that trust factor I was talking about. No lender is going to lend money blindly to someone when we don't trust the other side, we don't know the other side, and that's the seller because they don't know what's against property. So you want to make sure you have insurance over the title of the property. So this is different from your homeowner's policy um, that's going to insure over a fire or something like that. This is critical to insuring over whether or not a seller is the correct owner in the property and whether or not they're giving you clean and clear rights in the property. Because if you don't get both of those things, I'm not going to let you close. Joel's not going to let you close because you're getting a limit. Right. right. And this is, again, like we said at the beginning with uh, Tony, that there's checks and balances, right? There's a lot of people involved. And we talk about costs. Um, we didn't talk. We talked about the closing costs, about 2 to 3% of purchase price. And that's what it covers, the title fees, right? The transfer stamps and all that jazz. But it's very important that they do a search of title and see a chain of titles that you call it, right? Yes. So they can see who were the owners. And in fact, um, even if you're buying a property that's new, newly remodeled, right? You want to make sure that those uh, contractors got paid and that, in, well, in some cases, your attorney, yeah, right? You request to make sure that there was proper... Uh, a permits pool when they did the work? But absolutely. And that kind of goes in line with what I was saying about new construction properties too. So all contractors, they have to get paid. If they don't get paid, they can file mechanics liens against the property and those are liens. So we want to see, and that's where not only looking at the title policy itself, what the title company has identified and what they're insuring over and everything involved in that, but we want to make sure, for example, on a, on a rehab project or a new construction project, we want to see those paid, those affidavits where those, those contractors have all been paid. And if not, that affidavit is something that the seller's submitting. 
where they're guaranteeing that they've all been paid. So at least we have something to go after. Right. And everybody wants to go to closing to celebrate. We just want to pop the bottle of champagne. <laughs> yep. Say how I say because I can't pronounce champagne. <laughs> anyway, and just celebrate. But it's the worst when somebody didn't do their job. And, you know, there's a creditor who said, hey, by the way, there's a lien on the title and you can't close. And then their lender's upset because they got to clear to close. It's they, You can't fund, right? Unless it's been cleared. As a lender, Tammy and I want to make sure that you are getting free and clear from any liens or encumbrances on title and that we're the only lien. You're really not buying a place unless you're paying cash. Yep. The mortgage guy has always got a lien on it. And what we want to do is be in first lien position. And that's what we make sure that CJ does for our buyers. And that's really for buyer's protection. Right. Ultimately. 100%. We got one more? Yes, one more here. Um, so this one, when are intercreditor and subordination agreements used? That's more of a, a debt Item okay. um, that doesn't really come up with. You're talking more along the lines of when foreclosures are happening. Okay, so that's a that's a morbid subject. What a fireball question that was! I know, right? <laughs> that is out of left field. All right, yeah. let's give them something easy here. This whole process, right? Wait, what, but what if people do have credit issues? We got well, like one out of a hundred issues things. like that. Honestly, the, where I see that the most in my practice is, is if it's involved in some sort of short sale. Or a foreclosure defense action. Okay. Um, and that's really what leads into a short sale. So that's that's kind of a long topic. But. Start to finish, you are there to help people get from contract to close. Okay, mm-hmm. And what we've learned today is that buyers at every step of the way have somebody that's in their corner. And that's what you do. What is that closing process like? Get me to the closing table here before we go. And what happens the day that I'm writing the check and getting the keys? What should I expect as a buyer? Absolutely. So as a precursor to that, one thing to keep in mind is you're going to have that final walkthrough, which I'm sure a lot of people have talked about before or heard about. That's kind of your your second inspection. If there's inspection items that we made sure that the seller agreed to, we got to make sure that they actually did those items. If not, then we're going to have issues. So I'm there with you, and hopefully it doesn't go that way, which is also why I'm a big proponent of closing cost credits, Mm -hmm. um, if that makes sense for the buyer. Um, but we make sure that that's online. If that is, then we got number one down. Cause number one is you have to be in agreement with the seller. Number two, all the money's got to be here. Yeah. So whether or not you're bringing your funds as, uh, uh whether it's a wire fee sent or a certified check or whatever you bring in, you got to have yours there. We also got to make sure the lender's money's there. That's where Joel comes in big. Cause they, I've never had an issue with you guys. So that's perfect. Um, number three, Really, the buyer has to sit there and listen to me talk for a long time, about 40 minutes, and I'm running through all the mortgage documents, that big fat stack of documents, making sure the buyers understand what they know or what they're getting into um, and their responsibilities as well as the rights that they have. People actually have a lot of rights with these documents that they don't realize. Number two, I'm going through line by line your numbers. I'm making sure you know exactly what you spend your money on and exactly where it's going and that you're comfortable with it. So all those tax prorations that we talked about during a turn review, that inspection credit that you were supposed to get, the credit from your lender, those title fees, all that kind of stuff, we're going through all those closing costs. That way you're not feeling like you're blindly writing the check. And I'm going to make sure those are on the up and up for you and go through that math with you. And then last but not least... I'm looking to see that final version of title. I don't trust the seller until we get that final version of title at the closing. And I'll walk you through what it means. Nobody gets 100% clean and clear property. This isn't the Wild (laughs) West anymore. You're not riding as far as you can one day and putting on a stake, and that's your property. Um, Everybody has things like local municipal ordinances, property tax, easements for public utility, especially in a place like Chicago where you're, you know, box up right next to each other. But other than that, I'm making sure your property is coming to you exactly the way it's supposed to look. So if it's a single family home, making sure your survey, there's no um, encroachments or encumbrances there. 
So, Do I get my keys right then and there? Once I'm done, is that my house? That constitutes possession. You don't. The contract is not closed until you get those keys. So absolutely, we're not leaving without them. Oh, I love this. So you've walked us through it. So now we know what we're doing up front, how to go out and look at properties. Now we know that there's somebody that's in your corner at every step of the way. And then we got somebody like CJ, who works for the Gunderson Law Firm, that will be there and go through all the documents. I love it. All right, CJ, tell us where we can find you. Sure. You can find us at GundersonFirm.com. Uh, same thing on Facebook. My personal Instagram is Courtney J. Lamb. That's C-O-R-T-N-E-Y, not C-O-U-R. And same thing on Facebook. And we love CJ. If they're already working with a real estate agent, they can actually ask their agent to contact you also, right? To, to open. That is a wonderful yeah. point. Thank you very much for saying <laughs> that. 100%. Call me anytime. Any questions you have about it? Um, absolutely. If you're working with an agent, we, uh, we work with all kinds of agents. Doesn't matter. Okay. Here's the most important question, though. Are you a nine to five Monday to Friday attorney? Uh, no. <laughs> it would be lovely to have those hours. But that's not the way it works. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, what time is We're it now? Awesome. Yeah, exactly. I this is work, it. right? Mm-hmm. See, no, I love kidding. it because most, you know, some traditional attorneys don't want to be bothered on the yeah. weekend. I know of one in particular that leaves at 1 p.m. in the afternoon. <laughs> I am so weird that if I don't get a response from my attorney that same day or even within 30 minutes, I start to panic, like literally yeah. anxiety attacks, like we're going to miss the, the you know attorney review period. And I that's pretty weird, but... Well, that's a big thing. And actually, that's something we, you know, we like to pride ourselves on. Communication is huge. It's an emotional process. Like I said, someone's giving up a baby and someone's getting a baby. There's a lot of moving parts. <laughs> so we want to be able to oh, be there. Yeah. I'm not the only one Anything who refers to can help out baby. with communication is good. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We hope to for you to come on again. And thank you, Greater Illinois Title, for sending out such amazing guests um, so that he can help us, you know, help you uh, do a transaction correctly or close a transaction correctly. It's a pleasure to meet you. A pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Of course. Joel, this is the fun part of the show, right? Okay. So um, (laughs) this green rush, it's a thing. So you, as you know, every week we bring on our guest, Tony P, um, because he brings the, lets us know what's happening in the area, in the seed. Um, and today we have Alton, who's here actually to talk to us about something super fun that's going on in the city. What is it? I'm sorry. What did I do? What did I no, say? It's no, it's perfect. No way. Yeah. I'm so excited for it. This is great. So we got a couple of events coming up, right? Say hi to everybody. Hello. Hello, Carla. Hi. Joel, thanks for having me again. Tammy, Love your tie. Well, thank you. It's thank an you. awesome color. It's as green as I could get. It's actually, you can't see it, but it matches Carla's skirt. <laughs> I do oh, yeah, see right. it there. Yeah. Awesome. I love a note today. She <laughs> sent me a note. Awesome. Planned it. What is green in shy? Well, there's a lot of happening here in Chicago, and I'm sure you're familiar with our big networking events, but there's also something on January 1st, the legalization of cannabis. So we're merging the two ideas together and really providing a resource where people can rub elbows with the right business people, learn about the cannabis industry, because it's a lot more than just medical, smoking, eating it. There's the real estate behind it and so many other parts to it. That's why it's tying into what we're actually doing here on Market Overdrive, because there is a real estate component to this right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, there's going to be a lot of opportunities. Even the the Department of Commerce and Economic Opportunities have loan programs for disadvantaged areas to actually get loans and fund and be a part 
of the cannabis craze or the green rush, as we're calling it. When's the last time you had a green rush, Carla? I'm excited. I'm having one right now. <laughs> because I've been begging people to tell me what I'm the biggest geek, right? I'm yeah. such an I'm like a mom. All mm-hmm. I do is real estate. This is as cool as I ever could get. Mm-hmm. I do know how to dance though, if that okay. counts. But listen, I show. actually <laughs> asked him, like, what how can I invest? Tell me where are we buying properties? Can I can I open up a dispensary? Where can I get money to fund it? I feel like I'm late to the to the party. Well the DC uh, EO actually has a map designated. And if you're in that area, not only is there opportunities to partner with the business side, but you can actually get a lot of opportunities there. And that's what the whole point of this is. It's not just going to be this networking event, this amazing one we're going to have at Balance on November 19th. We're actually going to be doing panel discussions and there's talks about a very uh, strategic expo next year as well, but we'll get into that. So if you're someone that wants to really learn about the industry, wants to really get involved, and you don't have to be a, a medical user or a cannabis user, there's a lot of money to be made in this. And it's something that if you followed, uh, well, for instance, the last time I was on here, I was talking about blockchain. Two years ago, there was a huge craze on that. And it's going to happen with cannabis now. Okay, so how do I make money? Well, you first start off by coming to our event on November 19th and like finding where plug. you place. I like the plug. Mm-hmm. Get to it. Get to it. I want to get <laughs> the scoop. You're running a market over drive first. I think that you really have to learn first to really get your angle. If you're into real estate, there's going to be a lot of people looking for those properties in these designated areas, but there's also a lot of opportunities on the investment side, especially now that there's people collaborating. You don't just have the people that, you know, kind of talked about in a taboo sense. People are actually having meetings, there's meetups, there's seminars. This is a big thing. And now it's Chicago's turn. We're going to be the Midwest capital of cannabis. There's a lot of these companies that were coming in years ago when I was an early investor in one of the third largest in the United States right now. It's Cresco Labs in Illinois. They have three medical marijuana facilities. The ways that you can make money, it doesn't mean that you just need to be eating the product or smoking the product. There's a lot of ways that you can get involved in doing that, and that's the reason we're so happy to have you on the show. Joe Caltabiano from Cresco Labs brought me in way before we were ever even thinking about it being legal. And now we are uh, just months away from the January 1st date, which is absolutely amazing. There's so many angles as well. One of our big sponsors, uh, the Cannabis Search Group, they actually place executives with some of these type groups. Uh, Dan Garms, he's one of our partners here. You'll see him at the event as well as some of our great speakers because there's so many people that want to be involved in this movement. And there's a lot of contributors as well. So it's going to be a, a very big thing. and I'm excited about it. Plug it again. We got it coming up on the 19th. Before you go, please tell us where we can go, please. November 19th. More information, you can go to www.greeninshy.com. That's C-H-I for those that are out of town. Um, but Green and Shy is going to be big. And uh, if you go to our Facebook page, Green and Shy, and write The Green Rush, the first two people that do that will also get two free tickets so they can bring a friend with them. Can we do it right now? Yes, get in there. Get get the tickets. I'm going to start getting. I was like seriously streaming you because I think everybody's super excited about this event and I want to make sure I'm the first one to let I just texted like three friends and told them about it. I was like, you need to be there. I I have. I've been really super excited about learning more and the opportunity zones and where this is, how this is going to affect from a real estate perspective and how much money you need to get involved and invest because I know there's a lot of people who want to just get really involved. So thank you so much for sharing that and giving us an opportunity to create wealth. Our children's children. Absolutely. And this is a different vehicle to do it. Well, thank you very much. We're glad that Alton was on. 
All right. What did you think of that, Carla? I loved it. I mean, seriously, it's about getting a different angle on how to invest. I mean, earlier today, you learned about, you know, the cost that's involved with purchasing a home. The first thing is, right, you need money for earnest deposit. You need money for, um, which will be credited at closing. And then you need money for inspection. Um, So you take care of the inspection and then you need money for the appraisal. And Mm -hmm. I think after that, sometimes you can like include that in your closing costs um, at the the end so that you can uh, pay that at the end of the transaction. But for the most part, you don't need a ton of you know cash at hand. Obviously, you're going to have to pay for that year's worth of uh, insurance, hazardous insurance. So that's going to be another cost. But again, every situation is different, right? So you want to speak to an expert that's going to give you an hour of their time to listen to your goals so that we can help you attain those goals. Did I miss anything, Joel? Well, don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. You'll be able to go back and look at past episodes of Market Overdrive if you like what you saw today. And listen, if you are selling your home and you're completely worried, because I've noticed that we're getting a lot of calls about listing and selling properties because they either didn't make the sales during the summer and people are just worried. Um, if your property still sitting on the market, possibly a little facelift is going to help. One of the cool things that I wanted to plug here with Compass is the fact that Compass will definitely pay for your contractor's work, staging, painting, um, any repairs that may need it in order to get the sale done. They will absorb the cost and they get paid at close. It's a zero interest uh, loan that you get. And it's basically saying you're listing your property with us as your realtor. We will market the property for you once it's sold at closing. There's going to be a, a payment over to Compass for the for the money that's spent. And you get to pick your contractor. So this is a way to get you higher yields because the property is not going to comp- compete with something that's already repaired. So keep that in mind. If you've stayed on the market for a long time, give me a call. I'd love to help, with, uh, love to help you and chat with you. It's you know one hour of your day that's going to take for us to kind of come up with a strategy so anyway we're ending our show and this is a fun segment right we got kai our intern who's actually making her debut Hi, Kai. Welcome, Hi there. Kai. I am not Ken Monroe. <laughs> no, but you are here all the time. I but know you're you usually look a lot alike. Normally, I am behind the scenes. You're the definitely scenes, more yeah. stunning than Ken Monroe. Oh, Let me tell you, you, darling. I will flirt with you less. I promise. But <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I love giving women a voice. I love giving entrepreneurs a voice, and this young lady mm-hmm. is amazing because I mean, you're at Northwestern, correct? I am. Yes. yes. And it's not about the school or anything, but she's such an advocate. She's stunning, and not only that, but she's a professional journalist. What, what are you aspiring to become? Thank you. Well, I'm double majoring in journalism and international relations. Um, so I eventually want to become an advocate for women, especially globally within journalism, um, especially within politics. I want to be a voice. Love it. Or, you are you know a voice. what? I want to pass the microphone. I want to give other people a voice. I love that. Scene. Oh my and gosh, she's the best. To come <laughs> so anyway, Ken Monroe is not here because he's in the scene and he t- asked us to uh, bring you on so that you can share what's yeah. going on in the Ken Monroe Chicago scene. Yeah, he has given me some details to share with you guys about Halloween Mm -hmm. coming up next week. Oh, yeah. Um, Ken's really excited about it. I know I'm going and I'm really excited. Um, It is uh, at the Ambassador Hotel next Friday. Um, What's the date again? It is the 25th. 25th. October 25th. Um, And it's going to be from 8 p.m. to 2 a.m., so get ready to stay up late. Um, and you won't be let in if you're not dressed in Hollywood attire. So you've got to dress up like somebody on the red carpet. There will be a red carpet that you can walk down. It should be really fun. But it could be yeah, old not school. Go as you. I know you're Hollywood, but you cannot go as you. Yeah. I already have my costume picked out. What? We're VIP. It's a surprise. What? I am so excited. Oh, my goodness. The Ambassador Hotel is a really great place. And on the 25th, it's going to be 
literally Halloween. So we like to see everybody out there for sure. <laughs> and um, your ticket is going to include appetizers. Um, and there's going to be cocktails. There's going to be impersonators. And there's going to be a giveaway for two free trips. Um, one to LA and one to New York, I believe, and that's airfare and hotel included. And that's going to go to whoever has the best costumes. Oh, yeah. Ooh, so, nice. Oh, wow. Nice. That's a challenge. Yeah. Okay. It's on because you okay. know I'm so competitive. I know. And I'm dying to know what you're going to come as, Joel. Well, Are you going to tell us? You know, no, you have to, uh, you have to show up or you'll tune in the following week to see, uh, exactly what Christine and I, it's a couple's outfit and oh, it is nice. a movie star along with somebody else so it was really cool to have kai on here because you are a social media journalist behind the scenes and here you are so tell us again the date of that event and what we need to do to sign um up. it's going to be october 25th next friday at the ambassador and you can find tickets on holly ween so that's h-o-l-l-y-w-e-e-n 2019.eventbrite.com love it thank you so much love yeah thanks for having me on this is my debut. This is it. What do you think of that? Way to go. How did you do it? She did amazing, right? You did She's great. Always, always behind the scenes, and it's really good to have her out here in front of the camera. Wait till you meet Will. I mean, our team is just amazing. It's true. And we have our photographer. Well, Ahmad's not here, but he sent an amazing <laughs> photographer to take his place today. So it takes a, a village. Like to produce this, it's insane. So thank you so much for joining us and following us. And remember, if you want to hear more or if you have an expert that you'd like us to feature on our show, please inbox us. You can email me at Carla at marketoverdrive.com. And we love to hear from your expert. Maybe say, you know, you love this realtor that did an amazing job or this inspector or a stager or an attorney. Remember, this is all part of the transaction. We love everything real estate. We're always learning. And if you yourself want to share something with us or like to come on to do a, to watch a live taping, please, this is a family, right? Yeah. Big shout out to a past guest, Danny Lewis, who's uh, voted right now. Go online and vote on Chicago Agent Magazine for Industry MVP. Danny Lewis, we love you, buddy. I hope you win. Yes. Love, Danny. Tammy? Lots of love. Okay. <laughs> all of you. It's a show. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and share, share, share the information. Catch on next week or follow, when are we coming on? Next we'll week, see you right? guys next week on the oh, yeah. 24th. And go. we hope that you enjoyed WGN's Market Overdrive. 